to the You Can Do Both podcast. This is Court. And this is Ashley. And we're coming at you live from Boston for a very spooky (laughs) Friday the 13th episode. Yeah, it is not a good Friday the 13th, I would have to say. It's not. Usually, just in general, I'm always on edge about Friday the 13th. Would you say you are um, superstitious? I am not, but this I feel like is just ingrained in you from such an early age. Yeah. Old movies like Chucky and Halloween-esque, and I've always hated Halloween, so I'm not superstitious, but I do fear the 13th. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. I'm with you. And today is extra scary. Yeah. We just wanted to take a moment at the beginning of this episode. I feel like by the time this comes out, it's probably going to be the end of October but this week has been really really horrifying and emotional and heartbreaking for the entire world and although we're not a political podcast and we don't often talk about current events we honestly just feel really inclined to share that the world right now is just a very scary place and it is honestly heartbreaking to go on social media right now every time you turn on a tv it's just absolute terror and we are feeling it everyone is feeling it so we just want to take a second to acknowledge that and then also just send love and strength to you if you need a little extra today we're hoping by this point that you're listening to it that the world is a bit more at ease and at peace but regardless we just want to send all the love to anyone that needs a little bit extra today yeah sending all the love to you guys and hopefully today we can give you a break from all of the chaos that goes on in the world and in life and for a very light-hearted episode ahead. yeah so yeah an episode about love but we need an more episode. of in the world yes. <laughs> you can never have enough love in this world yeah right so we're here to give you more of that yeah one good thing that's happening today is matt's sister just had a baby this morning oh my goodness that is so exciting a new family member and then his sister-in-law is having a baby in a couple of weeks so probably by the time this episode is out which is so much fun we love babies in the family we love babies yesterday we just got a photo of our niece in the pumpkin outfit (gasps) that we got for her and it said happy one month to our little pumpkin stop it's so cute (laughs) she was looking as cute as ever it was adorable oh my goodness I cannot wait I can't wait to get baby gifts for every single season I know I know there's too many babies in my life that I have to think about I went to uh we were shopping last weekend and there was really cute stuff in the checkout line at TJ Maxx for a baby and I bought a bunch of stuff for my cousin's baby that I have yet to meet only a couple weeks old at this point and then I realized that tomorrow I'm meeting one of Matt's best friend's babies for the first time and I'm like well now I have to repurpose that gift and get another one for my cousin's baby there's just a lot of babies going around right now and I'm here for it yes because they're not ours exactly (laughs) and that's the important thing yes we love this baby season that's going on but the important thing is that they're not ours yes Whew. Should we get into a little catch-up? Yeah, we can do a little catch-up. Updates to share from my end. It was just Joe and I's three-year anniversary. Whoa. Which is so spooky. (laughs) I still can't believe that we've been together for three years. 
that I remember when it hit the one year mark, I was like, wow, officially my longest relationship. Honestly, when we hit the six month mark, I was like, this is my longest relationship ever. Crazy. I wonder how long it'll last. But I knew I had to make it at least to the year point because that was, I think, his longest or something like that. So I was like, okay, we both have to be each other's longest and then we can part ways if it doesn't work. But we made it to the one year and then we made it to the two year and now we're at three years and we say our anniversary is on our first date. Mm -hmm. So three years ago, I went on my first hinge date with Joe. That is so crazy. Yeah. So this episode talking about love and how to keep the spark alive is something that's definitely been on my mind recently because my life has just been filled with love and romance, if you will. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we just had a nice little fall weekend. We did apple picking. I painted a pumpkin. You can do both pumpkins. She's so cute over there. I'm staring right at her. Yes. And I mean, I guess I'll just say my Boston wreck of the week. For our anniversary dinner, we went to Savor. It's S-A-V-R. It's a new restaurant in Seaport. It was really good. One of my favorite activities to do, and it may be kind of silly or cliche. I feel like I do it with everybody, but I love to rate everything on a scale of one to 10. <laughs> so I walk in and I'm like, okay, we're sitting there. We get five minutes. We take it all in. We're like, okay, ambiance. What do you think? And Joe and I will go back and forth and we'll rate the restaurant and then the appetizers and the cocktails and all of the things. It was a solid nine out of 10. The ambiance was kind of dark and moody but it was lighter it wasn't dark but it was moody it probably could be a little bit darker in there but they had a bar downstairs then you go upstairs we got a seat right by the window and the thing about joe and i is we either get the best seat in the restaurant or we get the one that's in the back corner by the kitchen Mm. it's nothing ever in between it's either the best or the absolute worst And we had a really good seat. The food was really good. It was, I think it's just American. Um, Is it farm to table? Is that what I heard? Maybe. Did it seem healthy? Yeah. Everything was very good quality. We got these like lobster and scallop dumplings. Ooh. I would have never ordered those on a menu, but they just were speaking to me. So good. Cocktails, so good. They accidentally brought us the incorrect cocktail. We didn't even know. I was just sipping. It was just a margarita. They were like, I'm so sorry. We brought you the wrong one. So just enjoy that. So we were switching all the cocktails. It was fun. But overall, would definitely recommend that place. I need to check it out. I haven't even seen it on Instagram yet. I think I'm late to the game. It was cute. And they have outdoor seating. It's right on the water. Nice. Like on a little balcony. I don't know if they have it downstairs or not. But I'm just envisioning in the summer, go for like a nice little lunch or something. I would recommend it. Add it to the list of all the restaurants that I never get to. Yes, I know. <laughs> there's so many new places that are just popping up. And that leads into my Boston Wreck of the Week, which is a brand new bar in Seaport called Zazzy Bar. I am friendly with the owner of this place because he's an ambassador of mine through work. And so this chef and owner has a place in Highland. Is it Highland Park? Is that the or is it Hyde? High Park, Hyde, Hyde Park. Hyde Park? Yeah. Hyde Park sounds right, but don't quote me. Yeah, don't quote me either. Needless to say, this owner and chef, Chef O, he has a restaurant called Zaz in a borough outside of Boston. And he himself is from the Caribbean, but he got all of his chef training in Spain. 
So that's the fusion of the food that he likes Mm. to make. So it's so delicious and very different. Typically there's like an Asian Latin fusion, but I've never had Caribbean Spanish fusion before. And it's just, I was a little surprised. So I was invited to his grand opening this past Tuesday and it's in Seaport and I was running extraordinarily late because I took a wrong turn and it added 40 minutes to my commute during I rush saw hour story I was like oh my god sending all the good vibes to Courtney yeah that sucks yeah, the there's thing nothing worse Boston, than being stuck in traffic yeah. and then just taking a wrong turn as You're well screwed. and I only took a wrong turn because there was traffic and then there was construction going on so like it just was an abnormal I don't know time to be yeah driving on the road whatever um and so I parked in a garage because I was like I'm just gonna eat the cost of it rather than try to circle around from for parking since I was already late and the main garage in Seaport is the one underneath like King's Bowling it's the one that you would typically park at if you were to go to Equinox you take the elevator ride up the second you get out of the elevator you're at the bar oh it's like that downstairs area it's the downstairs area that never had anything before it's it's interesting because it is underneath an escalator, but you wouldn't know it unless you entered through that side where the escalator yeah, that's was. Cool. It's so cool. It's a bar and a small, like more bites. <coughs> Bless you, Queen. I don't think I've ever sneezed on the podcast before. <laughs> I have once, I think. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Changed woman. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. So it's a bar and light bites, but the cocktails were unbelievable. The food is always amazing. He also has a food truck. It's the same guy that has the food truck in Seaport over the summer that always has the longest line out of every single food truck. It's the same owner and chef. Oh my goodness. I remember you telling me. Yeah, we saw him opening a a place. Yeah. Yeah. So it's officially open. And what I think is going to work really well for him is he's serving food till 2 a.m. And it's right, oh. it's right across from Scorpion Bar. Like, people are just going to stumble across it even when they're not looking and stop yeah. and get a drink or get a bite to eat. Yep. That's so smart. So I would recommend, def- I think it's a great place for a pre-going out cocktail or a, a nightcap or late night food. Or They're also open for lunch, too. So if you work in the seaport, go check it out. Yeah. But would definitely recommend. I am really excited to try that. Yeah. Did you have any updates you wanted to share? Honestly, nothing aside from the fact that my life has been so busy. It's just that is true. Courtney's had something to do week. every single day, and that's just exhausting. So that is exhausting. But something I'm looking forward to, which is so random, like this is just also another thing that's just a, sit, a sign of everything happening in my life all at the same time. Like there's so much going on at work, personal, whatever, and I won an Instagram giveaway contest. <laughs> so fun how random so me and my old work wife we always tag each other and stuff on instagram if it's related to anything marketing and we tagged each other in a contest a few weeks ago for two vip tickets to a marketing conference in austin texas and we won so i'm going to texas next week (laughs) quick trip but i since she lives in texas i can stay with her and i'm also using that as an excuse to make good use of my Soho house membership because oh yeah I'm basically just gonna like live at Soho and then go to the conference and then skedaddle back to Boston so I don't waste any fall weekends that we have left here 
But yeah, I hope I meet some cool people, some cool brands. And yeah, should we get into the episode? I think we should. So today's episode is kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I love talking all things relationships. The theme of the episode is how to keep the spark alive, mm-hmm. which is something that you always hear about. And I think the spark can also mean something different for everyone. And some may say like a spark is, I don't know, it's fleeting because it's just there for like a moment. But what we want to really focus on is how you can continue to work at your relationship to make sure that it's a loving, flourishing, and you don't ever lose, that. you don't get too comfortable. I think that's an issue that people have. It's, oh yeah, we've been together for 10 years, two years, and you just get too comfortable and you stop working at the relationship. So it just exists as opposed to continue to thrive and get more loving and get more exciting as time goes on. Yeah. And how boring is that? Yeah. See, my goal is to be that old couple sitting on a park bench that's still holding hands in their 80s. Absolutely. That is the vision for myself. And you have to put in a little bit of work throughout the years to make sure that that actually comes to fruition. Yeah. I think why a lot of relationships end is people tend to think the grass is always greener. Like, oh, well, yeah, she's great, but she doesn't do this, the 20% that I'm looking for, but she gives you the 80%. Yeah. And people don't recognize that that's the majority of what you need and they always think they're nobody's ever going to give you a hundred percent yeah so or they're not going to give you a hundred percent just on a whim you have to ask for it you have to communicate it and then hopefully they'll have the desire to give you that extra 20 percent that you're missing yeah the 20 percent that I'm missing for Joe is that he's not a billionaire and I guess that's more like my five percent (laughs) but Other than that, this man's perfect for me. And listen, I had to give up the billionaire lifestyle. I'm still holding out hope we're going to win the lottery. Some lucky winner in California just won $1.8 billion. I cannot. Can you imagine? No. I'm going to win it one day. One day. I can see that for you. But also, I think what everyone our age forgets to realize is that we are so young. So when we say we want a billionaire, we want a lot of money, there's still so much time for that to happen. I know billion is very dramatic. Maybe that's not as feasible, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like the money is to come. It just takes time. The money will come, but how nice would it be if I had everything that Joe is and he was a billionaire, (laughs) you know? And I know we talk about it. He would love if I was a billionaire too. Yeah. It goes we, both ways. Oh, yeah. We we run up to get those Powerball tickets together. <laughs> Whenever it gets high, we are on board. So. That is one thing about your relationship. You guys are always getting a lottery ticket. <laughs> always. We're really out and here I, trying to I really think you're bound to win because of how persistent you guys are. So we only buy them when it gets big. It's yeah. not like we're buying them every week. Yeah. You know, it, it gets drawn three times a week. That's and there crazy. are definitely people out there that buy a ticket for oh, everyone. Yeah. Multiple tickets for mm-hmm. everyone. Um, anyways, I don't know how we got on this talk. Oh, the 20%. Yeah. The 20%. (laughs) I should rephrase that as 5%, but yeah. I don't know what my 5% is. I think Matt definitely has a 20% for me, but I don't know if I have 20%. When we were going through these love languages, I I made him pause football or mute football last night. So I could be like, look, I'm about to talk about our relationship to many people tomorrow on the podcast. Let's just make sure I'm covering the right bases here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he was like, all right. And I was like, 
so what acts of services do I do to you? And he's like, that's a great fucking question. <laughs> it's so hysterical, though. I'm like, have I ever bought you a gift before? He goes, hmm. <laughs> Poor Matt. Matt, we love you. <laughs> no, we do love him. No, but I'm being funny. I actually do do some of those things, but he does a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. Okay, let's get into it. How did you meet Joe? So I've definitely said this multiple times, but just to refresh everyone's memory and, you know, I have a successful three-year relationship. Yeah. Gotta give you all the full context. So we met on a dating app in 2020. That's what I'm going to tell my kids one day. The world was coming down and I met this man on Hinge. So if you scroll back, I think our second or third episode or fifth episode maybe is at hinge sponsor us yeah i think we told our dating stories um but yeah so we we went on a date i was kind of i say i was a serial dater and i feel like that gives off the wrong idea but i was going on a lot of dates on hinge is what i mean nothing serious i was just going out on the town because my friends weren't here and I had already had, I think, another date or maybe two dates that week. Our date was on a Thursday. And I really didn't want to go. I almost canceled. You know men's dating profiles. They're hit or miss. Oh, my like, God. His were from three years ago. All of his pictures when he was still abroad. The man was two years graduated out of school. Like, that was four years ago. Please update your photos. But <laughs> I was like, I can't cancel. It's too last minute. Let me just go. I walk out my front door. He comes to pick me up, which don't do that. Please just meet the man at the restaurant. He definitely could have killed me. And I open the door. That actually is. Yeah, it's bad. Bad. Yeah, it's bad. Actually, you let him know where you live. I know. Before you knew anything about him. I was him. a crazy girl back in my you day. Were. We're don't you were. We're happy you're Oh, I remember. I was so crazy and wild. That just feels like a whole nother version of myself. <laughs> I reminisce some days. <laughs> Anyways, I opened the door. He got out of his car and to come meet me at the door. And we just locked eyes. And I was like, I was in love. Mm-hmm. I was like, this man is so handsome. Also, because those pictures didn't do him justice. Didn't do him justice. And then I saw him in person and I was like, oh my goodness, this man is so cute. He came to my door and it was like the easiest conversation the whole night. And it was great. We went to, so it was during COVID time. I'll give a little more because yeah. it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> it was during COVID time. So you had, we were early. He was like, let's grab a drink somewhere before. So we go to where, none other than Ned Devine's, Guys, our college bar. This story is so funny. <laughs> we go upstairs, we order drinks. And you, during COVID times, you had to order an appetizer. What does this man want to order? He's like, oh, do you like calamari? I'm like. I fucking hate calamari. I will eat it. We never order calamari. That now. is such a bold item for him to ask to order on right? a first date. Fried fish? Come on, come Joe. On. Come, come on, Joe. On. So we get it. So we order it. Our drinks come. We're sipping. All of a sudden, we're like, okay, well, the our reservation is now. We have to go. The calamari's not out yet. We're like, okay, can we just get a to-go box? Like, I felt guilty just wasting the food. Um, so me trying to play it chill, trying to play it cool. I put this box of fried calamari in my Gucci purse (laughs) and I bring it to dinner with me. 
How long did your Gucci purse smell like fried fish? It actually didn't, I don't think. I don't remember it really. I threw it out as soon as I got home and it was fine. But yeah, it just shows how you're so cool so and cool, so easy so going. Oh, fried fish in my designer purse? No problem. <laughs> no problem. Anyways, and then we went to Bostonia Public House for a wonderful dinner, and the conversation was great and easy, and then we had already planned the second date on the first date, and the rest was history. And the second date was apple picking, like a second couple days later. apple picking three days later, that Sunday, and then Tuesday we made an apple pie, that was our first sleepover, and then ever since then we've had three sleepovers a week and then it increased to four and then it increased to five and we were basically living together until we finally moved in together I love that story yeah it was definitely fast and furious um but a lot of really great relationships are I yeah I think if you have to force it or if you're questioning it in the beginning not to say it's not meant to be because it can be Mm -hmm. a lot of great things just take time But also a lot of great things don't take time. And when you know, you know. I had gone on so many first dates before that. Yeah. And not one person lit me up the way that Joe did. So I'm very grateful for Hinge, I guess. I think about it all the time. Yeah. Just look at Joe and be like, can you believe a dating app brought us together? Seriously. And I try to think, is there any other way... I truly believe he's one of my soulmates. Yeah. If not the soulmate. Um, yeah, I always think about that too. Like, would you have met otherwise? That's how, what I yeah. think about Matt and I. Yeah. M- Matt's convinced. He's like, yeah, we totally would have met. But like, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Enough about me. How did you and Matt meet? So Matt and I also met partially through Hinge. And I say partially because I had a profile on hinge at the time but I wasn't actively dating people on it and it was just one of those things where I went on the app every now and again to like see what was out there and then maybe I'd entertain a conversation with someone then the conversation would try to be small talk for two weeks and I just simply did not have time for that at that point in my life if y'all are day ones or if you go back and listen like there was the first like season and a half I was traveling every week pretty much for work And I just didn't really have too much time to be devoting to that. So I did happen to have my Instagram profile linked in my hinge, which is kind of controversial and somewhat risky or dangerous because I was on public. But if that was not there, Matt and I would not have met because he took the liberty of sliding into my Insta DMs. A bold move. A very bold move. And to this day, he still tells me, which I believe, but I just think it's wild, that that was the first and only time he's ever done that. Wow. And he, I was like, well, why he did knew. you do that? He's like, you just looked like extremely well-rounded and you had a really hot bikini photo on there. I had nothing else to lose. So I slid in and his message to me was, hey, I saw your profile on Hinge. Would love to take you out to dinner sometime. Don't want to wait for the app to eventually match us. Confident, if you will. And I distinctly remember getting a notification that I had a message in one of those secondary folders in on Instagram because we had not been following each other. 
and I was so confused. Typically, I would just go through it and delete it. It's all spam in that folder. But what really caught my eye was his last name. And for those of you that don't know, I don't expect people to know this, but his last name is actually my mom's maiden name. They're from different countries. My mom's family is from Portugal. Matt's is from Brazil. They're pronounced differently, but same spelling. What if you just came on here and was like, yeah, so So we're actually third cousin. (laughs) You know, that's the scary thing. We very well might be. (laughs) But (laughs) we always say, like, should we take an ancestry test? 23 and me. And then what would you do? And then we say, you know what? At this point, it's better just not to know. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely not related. It's the equivalent of a Smith in America. It's just the number one last name in both countries. But, you know, you never know. So when I saw his message come up, I clicked into it because I literally thought it was relative. Come to find out it wasn't. I saw that message on a Tuesday. We planned a date for the next Thursday. For context, Ashley and I had just released our podcast a couple of weeks before. And so I had a podcast recording Thursday right after work before the date. That's so me, just cutting things way too close. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have our phones on us during the podcast. Because remember, we used to record for yeah. reels on our phones. On they our would phones. both be on tripods. Yep. So we had no idea what time it was. All of a sudden, I look at my phone, and I am going to be at least 30 minutes late to this date. I'm like, perfect. Um And then turns out he was also going to be late because he was dealing with like a flight issue because he was leaving for a trip to the Dominican Republic the following day. All to say that was a lot of context. I showed up late, but he was also late. So it was kind of magical because as I was getting out of the Uber for our first date, he was also he was literally crossing the road from the parking lot to the street. And he was able to, we saw each other through the Uber and he opened the door for me. It was like a Prince Charming Aww. moment. I was like, whoa. And then same thing. Men are just so terrible with photo taking and keeping up with their Instagram. So I was blown away by how handsome he was and immediately felt like it was going to be a great first date. Funny part is we went to also something that got me excited before the first date was He was very adamant about going somewhere that neither of us had been before. It's like, let's be spontaneous. Let's be adventurous. And the risk in that is maybe the place isn't always the best place. So we ended up going to a pizza place in Seaport that neither of us had been to before. And it was a Thursday night. So we expect it to be, I don't know, like a weekend. I kid you not. We joke around that it was the equivalent of a pizza hut. The lights were bright on. There were five-year-old soccer teams and their parents all the kids are running around we're the only people our age in the place and the second we get in they say uh I know you're 30 minutes late but we're also closing in 30 minutes and him and I just look at each other like uh all right we're here so let's just sit down so the second we sit down we order food come to find out I order eggplant fries as an appetizer he hates eggplant but he wasn't going to tell me that on a first date you and Joe are the same I know things like hmm, hmm. let's get like, this let's be different and and I've like, never had no this problem <laughs> we get we, a pizza the second we sit down because the place is about to close we're in the middle of taking our second bite of a pizza and our waiter comes over to literally take the pizza away from us and that's when I guess Matt knew that I was somewhat of a keeper because I called the waiter out. I was like, sorry, uh, 
he has not even taken two bites. Can we at least take it to go or something? Like it was just the most obscure. That's so odd. First date, but nothing was in everything was out of our control. And so obviously when it closed, you're like, we clearly need to go elsewhere. Otherwise, we're probably never going to see each other again. Yeah. This is just so awkward. Um, so we went to Coquette. We got drinks and it was just perfect. The comfortability was there. It felt like we had known each other forever. We had all these synergies. He's we share. We don't share a birthday, but we share a birth week. And we were talking about Zodiac signs. And yeah, it just everything went super, super well. And then, as I mentioned previously, he the reason why he was late for the dinner and ended up being the same time as me was because he was flying to the Dominican Republic and there happened to be a blizzard that weekend that hit or was going to hit Boston. So all of the flights were getting canceled. So he, before the date, was trying to figure out how he could still fly to the Dominican Republic because he was only going for like four days and he wasn't going to be able to make it in time. So the only option was to fly out of New York City so he dropped me off after our first date I got in his car once I realized that he was chill and he wasn't <laughs> he gonna wasn't kidnap a serial me killer. he wasn't a serial killer he dropped me off and then he drove to New York City straight from there through the night through a blizzard to get to the Dominican Republic and what kept him company on that drive <laughs> that is such a good question uh, the three episodes of You Can Do Both that happened to be live at the time. He listened to every single one of them. That was the so most scary. terrifying experience because we had no idea what we were doing at that point. Yeah. And he, he, I was at an unfair advantage because he knew so much about me and I still didn't know much about him. Yeah. So that is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. And then when he got back from the Dominican Republic, we ended up seeing each other like that next night. Had like the best second date ever. And we've been pretty much dating every set ever since. And I practically moved in a few weeks later. Yep. Yeah. Just, you know, it, it worked out that way. <laughs> I didn't have a lease for two months in Boston strategically so I could travel. So I just happened to meet him at the perfect time where I could store some of my belongings at his apartment that he offered. I would have never like put that on him, but ended up working out and then from that he gave me a set of keys and I just never returned them (laughs) and I live in that apartment with him now so clearly things went well (laughs) it could have been so messy but yeah it all works out both of our relationships were fast and furious yeah they were which makes it easy honestly it really does it's like great we're on the same page perfect there's no questions. Oh, exactly. how does he feel about me? Or That's the is thing. he seeing other people playing those games and, in the beginning? And most people do. And that's sad because mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. But our culture just makes people believe that the grass is always greener. Yep. Hate to hear it. Oh, telling our first date stories like gives me butterflies all over again. I know. And while, yes, we still have the spark, we're never going to have that spark again of not knowing this person anymore. Yeah. And it just made me think, I back when we used to use Snapchat, I have a Snapchat saved from the night of Joe and I's first date. I'm, I got hammered on the date, which was unacceptable. So <laughs> don't do that. But I was so drunk. I had this like drunk mirror selfie of me after Joe left. And like just had the best first date um, of a date or just got back from a date that I almost canceled on. I'm already probably already going to fall in love before the second date. 
Why do I remember that? Yeah, I literally have it saved. Joe has it on his phone too. And I'm like, this is just so precious. And it is the example of when you know, you know. But all to say, I do miss that feeling. I know. If I would do anything to go back and experience our first date again. Oh, honestly, me too. Yeah. It's so cute. Me too. And I think... Like, first dates are great, but second dates are the telltale of whether or not this is going to be a thing or not. Like, I distinctly remember, because, like, you have so much adrenaline the first date, and if it's going well, you start having fun, you start drinking, and then I feel like after the first date, you're like, wait, like, what if it's not the same? What if I don't have that same feeling? There's so much anticipation for the second date, and I distinctly remember this I Matt got to the restaurant before me for a second date I walk in we lock eyes and I'm just like yeah like this is this is exactly how I remember feeling the first date and it's such an indescribable experience when you actually do see a future with someone and it's just easy and there's no games being played it's just a really special feeling that I hope that everyone gets the chance to have at some point in their lives I was gonna say I wish that upon anyone yeah and everyone yeah no games here no No. (laughs) okay so that was our very long-winded way of telling you guys how we met our men yep shout out hinge shout out hinge give it a chance keep your mind open and now let's get into today's episode. Yes. So we outlined a couple tips just in general on how to keep the spark alive. And the first one is pretty straightforward, but communication. Both parties have to communicate what they like, what they don't like, what their expectations are. If somebody makes you feel a certain way and you're upset about it, the only way for them to know that, aside from you pouting in the corner or giving the silent treatment or not answering a text or call. Yeah. Like you have to talk about it. Yeah. And I think that's why Matt and I don't argue. We never get to a point where we're like so frustrated. Of course there's been like every maybe twice in our entire relationship where there was like a conversation that needed to be had. But I think the reason why we have such a stable relationship is because we are so communicative. And the second anything is potentially going to be upsetting for one of us we say it immediately it's not that simple there was something recently where I just sometimes get chaotic during the day and I get so busy when I work from home that I just don't have an opportunity to clean up after myself some days and Matt came home another day he's like babe like I just really don't love coming home to a messy space and it's as simple as that and now it's something that I'm working on whereas if he kept that pent up and it kept on happening and kept on happening like he probably would explode one day definitely whereas now I'm aware of it and I know how to make him feel comfortable and respect his boundary was that when I FaceTimed you last night no that was so he told me that two days ago and then I thought he was coming home at 6 30 I had the craziest day yesterday <laughs> he came home at 5 30 I was on the phone with Ashley and I was like I just I'm see Courtney t- go like this I go you're home (laughs) I know you're home (laughs) I'm like go in the other room go in the other room I I got you I got you let me spin a magic wand yes so funny yeah (laughs) when you just said to prevent fighting do you remember the fish smell oh of course one I remember the smell I remember everything about that 
prob- I think that was Joe and I's biggest fight ever. Our biggest fight. I literally thought we were going to have to break up over this. <laughs> it was when we were living in the South End on our 650 square foot apartment. We made fish tacos with cod. Never make fish tacos. It's just not worth the risk in your relationship. We didn't. I didn't turn the fan on. And therefore, it smelled bad. But on top of that, the pan. So I cook. Joe does the dishes. Joe left the pan of fish just in the sink overnight. So I wake up. And you know when you're in a space and you can't really smell? Yeah. But I'm going to work. So Joe works from home. But I leave the apartment and come back in. And I'm like, ooh, oh, it smells like fish. Or I think we might have gone to the gym. And I was like, oh, my God, it really smells like fish. And I walk into the kitchen. The fish pan is still in the sink. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, that is not good. Like, take it away. So whatever. I sit, let it simmer down. Two days later, the smell is still there. This fish smell is in all of my coats because it's winter time. Stop. So they're like the down jackets. It, I feel like it's in our furniture. Everybody who walks in just gets hit in the face with fish. Is there anything worse? And I just progressively got angrier and angrier every time I would leave the apartment and then come back in. And I remember distinctly one morning I called Courtney on my way to work and I go, Courtney, I don't, I think I have to break up with Joe. Like, I, I think this is going to end it. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, I can't handle the fish smell. And all to say, we, we cleaned it up and it was fine, but it, it took, it took time. about a month. It took the windows needing to be permanently opened. It took every sort of cleaning product. It was bad. It was bad. And the reason I was getting so mad was because Joe was like, oh, like, it's fine. Like, it'll go away. It'll go away. And I'm like, it is it's not, not fun. I'm showing up to my corporate job smelling like fish. Do you know how embarrassing that is? So that's what was making me angry. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for Joe to come out of that room right now and defend himself I know. during one of these points. <laughs> Joe, can you hear us? No. Maybe he has so headphones good. on. Maybe. Or maybe he's just selective hearing. Yeah. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. Anyways, so that was a side tangent, yeah. but that was just funny. It made me think of it. But yeah. communication is key. Yes. So now we agreed to never make caught again. Yes. Next one is spontaneity. And this also ties very closely to the third one, which is awareness of falling into a routine. I think they go very hand in hand. It's so easy to get comfortable and, you know, you wake up, you go to the gym, you go to work, you come home, you make dinner, you sit on the couch. Sometimes I will look at Matt and ask, wait, when was the last time we like went out to dinner? When? Yeah. And it's so easy to just get caught up and pulled in all different directions that you need to make a conscious effort to make sure that you're being spontaneous and you're doing things to keep the excitement and keep that like quality time and one-on-one relationship really focused on. Yeah. I think spontaneity is probably the number one way to keep the spark alive because if you're always doing new things and experiencing new restaurants and trips and activities even it can be anything but that's what brings back those first days of oh this is unfamiliar to me yeah which is new and exciting yeah which is so so important and then of course like you said being aware of your routine yeah I sometimes when Joe and I get into a routine I'll look at him and I'm 
very big on communication. So anything that crosses my mind, I'll just say it. But my, I just feel like we are coexisting yes. in a space together. Yes. And I hate that feeling more than anything. So whenever I feel that way, I'm like, oh, quality time is needed. Yeah. Like I feel like we're not in love anymore. What's going on? He's like, Ashley, you gotta calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so dramatic guys. It's you're the most dramatic person I know. I know. It's so fun though. I, I know. And for people that don't know you, but just see the random bits of drama. Yeah. They must think you're really like that all the time, but you're yeah. not. No, it's just like it's you have the, your moments yeah. and it's for the bit. It's for the bit. You're not really serious about it. No, <laughs> It's, but it's one of my favorite things about you. Aw, <laughs> thanks. But I think I am like the spontaneous one in the relationship just simply with my moods and actions. So yeah. I also think that's why Joe and I have never really been in a rut because I'm just, you, keep you never fresh. know what you side of me you're going to get. It's the Gemini in you. It's the Gemini in me. So when I think of spontaneity, I honestly think back to our mom episode when we were asking them how to keep a long healthy marriage and your mom said you need to experience things together you need to go out you need to take the trip you need to try the new restaurant you need to go out and honestly take a walk just after work when you normally just sit on the couch after and watch tv after dinner it's things like that that also bring more conversation and like yeah just spark into the relationship whether it's a new experience or it's just something that you can talk about afterwards yeah, a and new reflect. conversation a new, yeah. yeah a new conversation to be had absolutely also continuing to date each other I think it can be we mentioned this earlier with sometimes you just get too comfortable yeah but sometimes I have to remind myself I can't be looking homeless all the time like, <laughs> Joe needs to be reminded that I am pretty um so sometimes I, when we, when we get ready for a date night, right, yeah. he'll be out here already watching TV and I'll do my hair, I'll do my makeup and I do the big reveal. And he's like, wow, very nice. You look so pretty. And it's just fun to want to get dressed up for him and yeah. feel pretty. And I, every time we go on a date, I try to treat it as if it's one of our first dates. Yeah. It's like, what can I, how can I make Joe have the best time tonight? And I like to think he does the same for me. Pretend like it's the early days of your relationship. Yeah. I love that. I feel like that's something that Matt and I, sometimes it's so easy to get lost. Yeah. But even when you go on those dates, be fully present. Like don't have your phone out. Don't, I don't know. Sometimes it's easy to just go on a date, but also just exist on a date too. It's like putting an effort. I love how you said that you have a grand reveal of what you're going to wear. Like that makes it feel like more of an experience for both of you than just something that you have to do. Exactly. Because there's definitely been times, think about like, oh, should we just like go grab dinner tonight? And you like kind of get ready together and then you just like leave the door and it's like, okay, what's the point? I'd rather just order takeout and continue to sit on the couch or something. Yeah. So it's like being intentional. Be extra about about it. Yeah. Be extra. I love it. Find joy in the daily things that you do together because there is so much time where you do coexist with a partner. It's find those moments in the day where you can be like present with each other. So it doesn't always have to be, you need to carve out time to do X, Y, and Z and have quality time. So an example I'll give is, when we're driving somewhere, like it could just be to the gym in the morning, but sometimes we'll have music. Other times we'll just 
I'm obvious I'll be sure to not be on my phone not be sidetracked doing things and he'll put his hand on my leg and we'll just have a conversation like it's as simple as that we started going to the gym together which is a fun little routine and another way that we can spend more time together um one thing that he really didn't want me to say but I'm gonna say anyways is we brush our teeth together every single night and it's just pretty excessive and stupid but it was just this joke we realized we did it every night and we'd this is so corny but like all right it's teeth time and we'd like go into the fucking and we brush our teeth together and it's just like a moment of doing nothing but that but just existing and being together and that's just a way that you know you go naturally we go to bed at the same time when we're doing that and it we feel like we're living an instinct life and a present life doing daily things together it's so it is corny but it's kind of special for some it random is, reason it is and I have this thought way too much you're making me think of this right now you go through life and by yourself for the most part and one day you meet someone and you say I choose you and they choose you back and all of a sudden all the things that you used to do by yourself you want to do with another person and you choose to do that for the rest of your life. I also think about that all the time. How weird is the human experience (laughs) that people are just like, I am going to pick this person. Now we're going to sleep in the same bed every night forever. Yep. Just like that. Now we're going to brush our teeth every night together. So weird, but it's so cute. All these little humans that link up and they're like, yeah, I want to just do life with you. I'm like, this is so precious. So precious. I love love. I love love. (laughs) I love love. The last one I'll say is you truly have to believe that your partner, you scored the best man on the, on the market. I don't know if this is just me or not, but I literally will look at Joe every day and I'm like, how did I get so lucky? Like, I'm so grateful. I have you. Whenever he does anything that I appreciate, I just tell myself, wow, I'm so lucky that he chose me. You almost have to feel that way about each other in order to have that spark still be there. And it takes practice because let's be honest, our partners will always do things to annoy us. And at the end of the day, even when we get into a tiff, I'm like, oh, Joe's sock is on the floor. I hate to see socks. I'm like, how awesome is it that that's the thing I hate? Yeah. Is that I had to look at a sock on the ground. It's it's so true. It's all about perspective. Yeah. So I think, and if you don't feel that way about your partner, I don't know. I'm not saying that's like a good or bad thing, but if you can try to just frame everything in your mind to be, wow, I'm so lucky. Cause the more you feel so grateful and appreciative of your partner, the more you want to keep the spark alive, yeah. the more you want to do kind things for them and put effort into the relationship. Yeah. I love that one too. My last one is, as much as we're talking about us doing a lot of daily things with our partners, also having your own life, having your own friends, having your own plans, having your own hobbies. So that way you are so excited to get back to that person of yours. I think it's really easy to not realize what you have in front of you sometimes so when you remove yourself from the situation and your person and your daily routine you just naturally have more appreciation for it when you get back 
that was something I had to learn because I want to spend every single second with Joe. It's and it's not good. I need to work on my independence. We all know this. But when we spend time apart, I am so excited to get yes. back together. We have experiences to talk about. We have, how was your weekend? How was my weekend? And we don't really talk when we're apart. We'll call each other Same. once a day, which I love. It's yeah. so nice. Yeah. But having time apart does bring the spark back. And doing your own thing. Joe will tell me all the time. Like, when I'm out and I'm doing things, I'll come home. And he's like, I'm so proud of you. Like, (laughs) you're killing it. He loves that we do the podcast. Like, the more you can do and build on your own, the more you're giving your partner more of a reason to fall in love with you. Yeah. And you're giving reasons for your partner to miss you and appreciate you. 100%. So, ultimately, this all comes down to the five love languages. Everything we just mentioned, there's some sort of love language involved. Yeah. So we're going to give you some examples. And the goal of this is to give tips on how to feed into that love language when your partner has that love language. So we kind of took a look at all five and thought, you know, if this is how I wanted to receive love, this is what I would appreciate. So that's also a big piece of it, too. Your partner and you probably will not have the same. So in order to make a relationship work and thrive, you need to know how to navigate love languages that may not be reciprocal of yours. Yes. And with that, what are the five love languages? Okay, ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, gift giving, quality time. That's my number one. I don't know how I just stuttered. <laughs> I always forget one and I'm like, which one? Yeah, me I too. <laughs> yeah. Because you forget which ones you said already. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are your top love languages? Quality time and physical touch. And then a third would be acts of service. What about you? Mine change constantly. Today, I'm feeling it's quality time. So he will joke. I truly need all five of them <laughs> and it's awesome because he knows it. Yes. So he he will give me all five which is great but they definitely depend on the season we're in, yeah. how I'm feeling. But as of right now, I would say quality time and acts of service. So let's start with physical touch. I feel like this is a controversial one. Yeah. People either love physical touch or they don't want anything to do with it. Joe's is not physical touch, but mine is. So I'm like, get over here. And he's like, get away from me. So this is definitely a. Yeah, Matt and I are both physical touch. So it's just gross. (laughs) We're not big PDA people, but like we're always near each other cuddling, whatever. If you guys saw how he slept, you would think it's concerning. Like, you know how people start off cuddling and they end up like on their own side of the bed? No, like we're pretty much cuddling the entire night and it's comfortable for both of us. Yeah. Very weird. Anyway, so physical touch does not need to be PDA. So that's a huge one. Um, My way of just, if you don't love physical touch, sporadic touches throughout the How can we say this in a non-creepy way? I know, it's so (laughs) creepy. (laughs) Genuinely, just this is, don't take this as creepy. Just sporadic touches throughout the day. Like, I can't even say the points that I want to say because it just sounds so weird. Like, Matt, well, like, he'll touch my butt randomly throughout the day. Just, like, give a little pat. Like, that's a pretty universal concept. But things like that or 
if you don't want to necessarily hold hands when you're walking down the street, like link arms or like have some sort of touch. <laughs> some other examples, uh, I think given a smooch as soon as you walk through the door, whenever you see yeah. them, making that a priority is just a way to say, I love you in physical touch. Yeah. And a great one for me, since Joe doesn't love physical touch when we're watching TV, I love to have my feet rubbed, so he'll give me a little foot massage. <laughs> That's something that I've never asked Matt, but now I need to. Oh, love it. Like, I want to get a membership at a foot spa because I love a foot rub. Yeah. There's nothing that relaxes me more, so definitely ask Matt. I think massages in general can just yeah. be nice. Totally. Totally. That's a great one for physical touch. Next one is words of affirmation. I like to think of this one. I'm really good at words of affirmation. You I are. Truly think I give Joe a hundred thousand compliments a day, like constantly, and I don't even have to actively work on this one. But the way I do it so well is every single kind thought that comes into my head, I just vocalize it. Whenever you're looking at your partner and you're like, "Oh, he looks good," tell me he looks good. Yep. If he's making me laugh, I'm like, you make me laugh so much. And sometimes it's just nice to hear that. If you're enjoying a moment, I sometimes I'll just be sitting on my couch like, I love our life together. I'm mm -hmm. so grateful I have you. There's so many easy ways to do it. It's just making those thoughts come out of your mouth. Yep. Also, just saying I love you every time you leave one another. I just think that's such a crucial part in a relationship because that's something that is a muscle and it's so easy. It's just whenever you're feeling love, say it, but always say it when you're leaving one another. Next is our favorites. Yes. Quality time. And this is something that unfortunately has to be like really intentional because when you live with someone or you just spend a lot of time with them, a lot of it can just be sp spending time, but it's not always quality time. So... An example of quality time for us is when we first started dating, Matt was a huge TV person, and I just felt like that really enabled us to coexist. So I would always just ask that either at dinner time or just before bed, we always take a few minutes to just like talk to one another. How was your day? How was this? How was that? And then we really started implementing reading with one another. Although that can be like coexisting to some capacity, it's just doing the same things and being next to each other. And I don't know, making it an intentional point in our day to spend time where we're not both like occupied on completely different things. Yeah. I like that. Um, some examples I have of quality time that Joe and I like to do are a lot of our love language comes around the kitchen yeah. because I've really enjoyed cooking and he loves eating. So it's perfect. But what I've been doing is I will fully set the table. So we have placemats. I do the napkins. We have a drink on a coaster. The silverware is out. I will plate the food nicely. There's no phones. I usually have a cooking playlist on, so I'll bring that over. And it's just him and I sitting across the table from each other, and you really can't get more quality time than that. Yeah. So that's one that pretty much happens almost every night unless we're out to dinner or something. Also, we've been really implementing walks, which is just such a basic thing, but it's so easy because you're not going to be scrolling a phone as you're on a walk with someone and it just gets you outside it's something that you would do by yourself but when you 
are doing it by yourself, you're listening to a podcast or you're listening to music. Whereas when you're with your partner, you just have nothing else to do but talk. And it's really, really nice because you're outside and just feels good. Yeah. Okay. Fourth is acts of service. So the way to do this is how can I make their life better? What can I do today that's going to make their life easier? Whatever that is, just do it. Yeah. Whether it's picking up something that they've been meaning to grab, running an errand, cleaning up a space, honestly, anything. Joe and I's secret sauce, I like to call it, is I love cooking. So I will cook us dinner. Joe is so appreciative every single time. He's like, thank you so much. It's definitely acts of service is his number one love language. Um, But that's my number one way to show him love is when I cook him a nice meal and then I make an absolute mess in the kitchen and I hate doing the dishes and so he does them every single night I don't have to worry about a thing he never complains about them and I then get so appreciative that he's cleaning up the kitchen and then it makes me enjoy cooking even more one because he loves it but two because he then cleans up after me yeah and then he's also so appreciative because he doesn't have to cook a single thing and he gets a great meal yeah so we're both providing acts of service to each other and we're both so appreciative of the service yeah that's a rule in our house too it's not that I'm always one cooking or vice versa but whoever is cooking the other person always cleans and for the most part We're like in the kitchen doing it all together, which is really, really nice. So one that I alluded to at the beginning of this episode was more so just like cleaning and making sure that we have a good space. So if we're in a rush in the morning and we leave without making the bed, like I am always the person to make the bed or I'm oftentimes trying to make sure that he comes home to a clean house if he leaves home in the morning and it's a clean house. Um, And then also one that's more defined to us two is... I do all the grocery shopping and he just for whatever reason loves doing laundry. And so that's also our wheelhouses too, which is really nice. Yeah, that is nice. And the final one is gift giving. So my example for Joe is whenever I see something that I know he will like, I'll pick it up, specifically desserts. The man is a cookie monster. He loves all things sweets. If I am anywhere near a Mike's Pastries, I will always pick up a cannoli. If I happen to do the grocery shopping, I'll get him his Oreos. And he lights up. He's so excited. So gift giving doesn't need to be anything extravagant. It can be a cute little card. It can be their favorite snack. It can be little things that just show hey, here's this, and I was thinking of you. Yeah, it's more of a thoughtful practice than it is, like, a monetary one. So I always surprise Matt with coffees. Just, I don't know if he's running late or say we go to the gym together and he's still showering, getting ready for the workday. I go straight home, so I'll, like, go walk to Starbucks near the Equinox and I'll come back and he'll have one to take with him for the road type of thing. And then for him to me... He, whenever he does go grocery shopping or I do the bulk of the shopping at the beginning of the week, but when we have miscellaneous random things that we need for a specific recipe that we forgot, whenever he goes, he'll, he will never not come home with flowers. And that's Mm. just so easy and makes me feel really good. So that concludes the five love languages. Just some last minute tips is my biggest one is to not keep score. I think when you break, when you have this conversation with your partner and you break down love languages, you cannot 
pull be the person to pull up the list and be like, well, well look, I got you coffee, I got you flowers, I did the laundry, I did this. What are you doing for me? Yeah. If anything, you want to try to outscore the other partner. Think about how beautiful that is. Yeah. If there is no score, but you just want to do more than your partner is doing. If you genuinely want to have the higher score, and if you're both doing that for each other, it's just you're gonna endless have a, amount of love. Yeah, being you're gonna have the best relationship ever. Yeah. So try not to keep score that will absolutely demolish the spark that you are trying to keep ignited. Another thing about the languages is you can't expect your partner to just know what your love language is. And so it doesn't, sometimes they'll just naturally come up, but there's no harm in having a serious conversation. Be like, this is how I like to receive love. What, how do you like it received? And if you, you don't communicate it, you'll never give them a chance to work towards it and actually give you the love that you want to receive. Yeah. I love it. So I think that pretty much concludes today's episode Um, The topic of keeping a spark alive, it's definitely work and it's effort, but that's what makes a relationship fun and worth being in. How boring would it be, like we said earlier, how boring would it be if it was just you didn't have to do anything? You didn't have to pay attention to these or do nice things for your partner. So have fun with it. Go out. Give your partner all five love languages today. (laughs) And if you don't have a partner, think about how you like to receive love. So hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. And we will see you next Thursday.